folks, and welcome to How to Fail at College. This is Carl Beckham. And I'm Paul Crowley. This is a podcast about how to survive college or fail miserably trying. Uh, now, this is just a special mini episode we're bringing to you about a specific topic that we were fascinated by and just want to discuss it for a few minutes. Yeah, it was an article that you, Carl, sent to me, uh, I think it was last week or the week before. Um, it's from the Post and Courier out of Charleston, South Carolina, the newspaper down there. And the title of it, and this will kind of give an indication of what we're going to talk about, it's very explicit, How a College Drug Ring Hid in Plain Sight. It's a fascinating, fascinating article, which basically just kind of attacks, not attacks, it's a terrible word choice, but goes into how a massive mid-level drug cartel grew up out of what essentially works out to be the fraternity system, the Greek system in College Charleston. Yeah, I mean, this is just ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to read the full list of things, but just to give you a little sampling of when this drug bust happened, some of the things that were confiscated. Over $200,000 in cash, over a pound and a half of cocaine, over five pounds of marijuana, 235 grams of Xanax powder, to give you some perspective there, it says it's enough to make hundreds of thousands of pills, and also a synthetic marijuana powder, enough to make also hundreds and thousands of pills. That's just crazy, <laughs> right? I it just, I can't even wrap my mind around it. So, I mean, do you want to describe just a little bit what was actually going on? Uh, so, just the amount of drugs and the amount of different uh, products these people had is fascinating in and of itself. But as I mentioned a moment before about this bringing out of the Greek life culture at College of Charleston, there's some really fascinating things about using pledges. Paul, would you pick up on that one? Yeah, so there's a couple things at play here. One, what we're seeing is that some of the people are involved come from very well-to-do families. So they're able to have and stay in these million-dollar homes in Charleston while they're going to school, and then they become part of this fraternity system. And so we can see in the article they wrote, it says fraternity members allegedly were key players in operations with pledges enlisted as drug runners and system in places to thwart drug raids. One, one man arrested in the police investigation was the former president of the college's Kappa Alpha Order fraternity. And so one of the things the article kind of goes into detail about is that it's a perfect system to get away with this type of thing because of the fraternity, of the brotherhood and the kind of the, the codes that they have. Is the that inherent secrecy, secrecy of that. Yeah. Group. You're not going to rat anybody out. No. And so it makes it really hard to prosecute this type of thing because no one is turning on anybody else. And because of that organization and people wanting to become a part of this fraternity, you have these pledges willing to do these things. Wow. Such a perfect system. It's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it did lead to some violence. There was one person that was killed, and which is what kind of jump-started the investigation. Mm -hmm. They took some clues there, led them to somewhere else, which led them to somewhere else, and this is why they were able to identify everything. And what was interesting when I thought about it was when the police officers started figuring everything out, they thought they were dealing with like these, the street level dealers. But when they actually made this big seizure of all the stuff, they're like, no, 
we're talking like the middle to higher end people. They were pulling drugs in from Georgia and other parts of the world. And then they were distributors, not just for the city of Charleston, but it talks about for Columbia and the other areas as well. I mean, this was far reaching. This is crazy. <laughs> well, and it seems to, it seems to be a toxic mix for the city of Charleston and the college of Charleston as a whole right now. Uh, with such a great influx of drugs, yeah, there's going to be some issues, there's going to be some problems. In fact, um, over the past three months, I was just reading an article before we got together, three other fraternities have been shut down over the past three months. Just in the past three months? Mm -hmm. Since this article's done? Because uh, this article, it talked about, let's see, New York Police, Operation Ivy League, Operation Sudden Fail in California. Um, Florida International University also due to this drug thing. So, I mean, oh, University of South Carolina as well. So this is a pretty widespread issue. We're not looking at just Charleston here. No, uh, but I think it's just, I think a lot of it is spinning out of this, and it seems kind of indicative of this weirdly toxic culture and that idea of what we've talked about before. It, it's... It's glamorous. It is to an extent, and it draws people in, and that secrecy, that brotherhood, secures it. Yeah. But you're also looking at, right now, because of this, they're cracking down so... And that sounds cheesy, but the, the university has no choice. They have to crack down. This has led to a lot of significant issues. Uh, many campus sexual assaults have been blamed on drug usage and just dosing and date rape drugs and it's gotten to the point where students at College of Charleston actually have to take three different tests before, I think actually today they had to take three different tests on drugs and alcohol abuse and consent hmm. just to be able to register for classes for the spring semester well, it's nice that the it's nice to hear that some schools are to taking well at this point reactive steps, but other ones may hopefully are going to be taking proactive steps to address the issue. But I think there's a difficulty as well, because one of the things the article mentioned is that within the fraternity, certain people, they weren't having any disciplinary action taken against them until after the criminal investigation. Which I understand because, you know, we have the whole system innocent until proven guilty. So I understand it from that point. But it's also like, come on. <laughs> come on. And then they had a quote in here in that it says, uh, Why do colleges let this alcohol and drug-fueled culture exist? And what they kind of don't want to tell you is that, one, obviously they don't want it to happen, but they turn a blind eye because they don't know how to solve the issue. Sure. I mean, we can make the students sit through a class, all right, or make them watch this lecture or webinar or whatever it is, take these tests, but what's that actually going to do? I think what you were mentioning before, it's like shutting down some of the Greek system, but then good luck with that. And, and I mean, that's a whole separate issue, and that's especially in the South. Yeah. That is part of college culture and it's a massive massive thing yeah. it is the reason people go it is you've got the legacy issues people choose their colleges choose their friends based on that and you just said i think probably a key point in that one you have the people who have already been in the fraternity and don't want to see that system taking down but also the school side 
it's kind of a fine line they have to walk. They don't necessarily agree with everything going on, but at the same time, it's a big draw. They Absolutely. need students to come in. They need that money, and if they shut down that Greek system, there go some students who aren't going to come to that school anymore. Absolutely, and it's... I don't envy anyone who has to make decisions on that one. That's brutal. Right. Now, just to get it a little bit closer to home, Carl, do you want to share what it is that you do on a fairly consistent basis online with our students as far as the, um, the, the bug shots? Paul, I believe what you're referring to is my Monday morning ritual. So I can go ahead and prep my role for the day. I go ahead and check the mug shots on the local television station webpage. Well, it does let you know which students aren't going to be in class that it's, day because they're in jail. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awkward sometimes. But it's, it's happened, right? It that has. For drug-related offenses, too. Whoa. I think you told me about a student of mine, actually. <laughs> it was, it yeah, was sorry, for, I threw that you under the bus. I think it was marijuana <laughs> dealing. I, oh. It was something. <laughs> they weren't in class that day. You told me afterward, why not? It's, yeah, it's impressive. Well, obviously, we're not going to have all the answers to this. This is something that we just wanted to, to bring to your attention. Uh, we'll definitely encourage you to check out the article uh, from the Coast Imperial Post and Courier. Little Freudian slip there. Got it mixed up a little bit. We'll post a link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. And given that this is a mini episode of the show, we do not have any recommended reading for you this time around. Be sure to listen in for the next full episode to see what good things in life we want to share with you. So that does wrap us up today. Just As we said, it's a mini one, so, but thank you all so very much for listening. We would love to hear from you with any feedback or questions you may have. I'm sure we overlooked something in this, or we glossed over something that needs that bears discussion. There's a number of ways you can reach out to us, one of them including email. You can send messages at failatcollege at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter and encourage you to follow us there to stay in touch in between episodes. We are at Fail at College. We'd also like to invite you to take a moment and rate us in iTunes and provide a review. This is the best way to help others find out about the show. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show in whatever podcast client that you use. This is what helps other people find out about us as well. You can actually go ahead and do that now as you're listening. How to Fail at College is produced by Carl Beckham and myself, Paul Crowley. Our theme music is by Broke for Free, and the outro music is from Chris Dack. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, everybody. Mm-hmm.